Well, as we've said many times, it's really fun to see how our morning comes together when we don't sit down and plan a morning together. We just kind of agree to do different parts of what we do. And so I'm going to share with us a refined faith. Faith would be a synonym of trust. And uh, faith, the faith that we have had is not the same faith we have, nor will it be the faith that we have on down the road. So let me explain. Six months ago, uh, we entered this pandemic season. Families sheltered in place. Most businesses closed as well as schools. Church went online. The pandemic brought with it an economic depression, the likes of what was called the Great Depression in the, the late 1920s and the early 1930s. 20 million people filed for unemployment benefits. And before we could catch our breath, we witnessed what our local police chief called the murder of George Floyd. So racial unrest erupted as concerned citizens called for an end to police brutality and justice for all, regardless of race. Now, as those were unfolding, our teaching team attempted to remind our community of a faith that we can face challenges with. So we encouraged our community, starting with, let's, let's have a fear not faith. That's what Jesus told the disciples again and again and again when, when things were difficult. Fear not. I'm with you. Fear not. And we contrasted that with some people like it say, no, we don't need to fear anything, no fear. And then others that are just full of fear, and st but still have faith. So we did our best uh, to say we, we need to start with a fear not faith. But over time, that initial saving face, faith, which is in the face of the difficulties that we're facing, becomes refined. And that's what my question for us this morning, what does faith look like when it perseveres through challenge after challenge over time? And I want to suggest that a refined faith ends up with a proclamation that sounds like this. The life I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God and in Him alone. That's what Paul writes in Galatians 2, 15 to 21. Now I want you to, to, there's some background that's really important to remind you of. You know, Paul had this dramatic uh, conversion from a, a very zealous, murderous, religious uh, Pharisee to being an apostle of Jesus Christ. Now that all started in a moment but we've got to understand that the faith that Paul started with, a faith that saved him, is not the same faith that he's writing about in Galatians. We're, we're talking about 20 years, not quite 20, but close. 20 years of a faith that goes through circumstance after circumstance and difficulty after difficulty, relationships, and uh, it's a refined faith. So kind of keep that in the back of your mind as I read what Paul wrote to us. Galatians 2, verse 15. We Jews know that we have no advantage of birth 
over non-Jewish sinners. We know very well that we are not set right with God by rule-keeping, but only through personal faith in Jesus. How do we know? We tried it. We had the best system of rules the world had ever seen. Convinced that no human being can please God by self-improvement, we believed in Jesus as the Messiah so that we might be set right before God by trusting in the Messiah, not by trying to be good. Have some of you noticed that we're not yet perfect? No great surprise, right? And are you ready to make the accusation that since people like me who go through Christ in order to get things right with God aren't perfectly virtuous, Christ must therefore be an accessory to sin? The accusation is frivolous. If I was, if I was trying to be good, I would be rebuilding the same old barn that I tore down. I'd be acting like a charlatan. What actually took place is this. I tried keeping rules and working my head off to please God, and it didn't work. So I quit being a lawman so that I could be God's man. Christ's life showed me how and enabled me to do it. I identified myself completely with Jesus. Indeed, I've been crucified with Jesus. My ego is no longer central. It is no longer important that I appear righteous before you or have your good opinion. And I'm no longer driven to impress God. Christ lives in me. The life you see me living is not mine, but it's lived by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And I'm not going to go back on that. Is it not clear to you that to go back to that old rule-keeping, peer-pleasing religion would be an abandonment of everything personal and free in my relationship with God? I refuse to do that, to repudiate God's grace. If a living relationship with God could come by rule-keeping, then Christ died unnecessarily. Consider how Paul's initial encounter with Jesus on the road to Damascus was refined over a period of almost 20 years. The faith Paul started with was not the same faith expressed in what we just read. Initially, I would say that Paul was a Jew who expressed faith in Jesus. He was a Pharisee who expressed faith in Jesus. He was still zealous, not in the same way, but he also expressed faith in Jesus. He was a rule keeper. He kept the Torah, and he was a believer in Jesus. He tried to be good, and he trusted Jesus. He worked hard at pleasing God, and he put confidence in Christ's work on the cross and in the resurrection. He was both a lawman and God's man. He participated in peer-pleasing, but also sought to please God. But through time, with circumstances, experiences, Paul discovered that the faith he started with did not work to see him forward in life and ministry. He says, I tried keeping the rules. 
I worked my head off to please God. It didn't work. So I quit. I quit being a lawman so that I could be God's man. Christ's life showed me how, enabled me to do it. I identified myself completely with Him. Indeed, I've been crucified with Christ. My ego was no longer central. All of that is a progression. That's not something that happened overnight. That happened over years. A faith that started in one place and is refined through the years, the circumstances, the difficulties, the relationships. So Paul shows us that Jesus is the one who refined his faith. It was Jesus that enabled him to stop keeping rules. Jesus helped him stop working to please God, to quit being a lawman. Jesus led him to the place where he identified completely with faith in Jesus, not faith in keeping laws, not faith in working hard to please God, not faith in being a lawman, not faith in anything other than Jesus. Everything else, everything else that was mixed with that initial faith with Jesus was crucified. Paul's rule keeping died. His working hard to please God died. Being a lawman died. His need to appear righteous in the eyes of others died. His ego, fed by religious zeal, died. And with death, because it's Jesus, comes resurrection. Jesus, the risen one, became alive in Paul as he died to who he was prior to meeting Jesus. The life you see me living is not mine, but it's, it's a life lived by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. That's, that's, that's it. That's a refined faith formed over time and circumstances and experiences. And one of those experiences included in this description is disappointment with Peter. Like Paul, Peter received direct revelation from God to cross the line into the homes of Gentiles so that they could experience the salvation of Jesus. Peter started down that path before Paul. And yet Peter went back on those experiences. Under peer pressure, Peter began to go back to the old rule-keeping, peer-pleasing religion of Torah and faith in Jesus. Peter began to rebuild as Paul says, the same old barn that he helped to tear down in the first place. A faith is either refined by time and circumstances and experiences or we are pressured to revert to a former, more comfortable faith that everybody around us is happy with. So all of that leads me to this. How's our faith today? Having experienced six months of difficult circumstances, is our faith being refined or is our faith reverting back to a former day 
Are we taking our faith in Jesus and it becoming the singular focus or are we beginning to mix part Jesus with part something else? The season, it seems to me, has given us this opportunity to refine our faith and focus on Jesus alone. It's clear, it seems, that our faith is not dependent on our health. We can't say, well, I, I trust Jesus and I trust I'm going to be healthy. We don't know that. We can't have a faith that's Jesus in, in a church building. We haven't been in a church building in months. It can't be both. For some of us, it, it can't be faith in Jesus and, and I have a good job. But some of us don't have a job anymore. It can't be both. With that job, it can't be Jesus. I'll have my Jesus mixed in with my financial success. No. That we, we may not be as successful as we were last year. It can't be Jesus and my racial identity. It's got to be the identity I have in Jesus only. It can't be Jesus and a political party. That's a mess. It can't be Jesus in my nation or my state or my region. It can't even be Jesus in the Supreme Court. A refined faith in Jesus alone with nothing added. Nothing added. It's just Jesus the circumstances of these past six months hopefully have begun to strip away the things that we attach our faith to other than Jesus. We live because Jesus lives in us and we live by faith in him alone. I've got to ask us, in these difficult times, is our faith in Jesus working for us. Are we pressing through these challenges, keeping our focus on Jesus, the resurrected one? Are we placing our faith in him alone and not the circumstances of our lives? I believe that the Holy Spirit is really the only one that can assess our faith at the present time. I think that the circumstances that we've traveled through in many ways uh, create a fog in our, in our mind, maybe even a fog in our heart. Um, rather than clarity, it can be less clear. So can we invite the Holy Spirit? Let's just do that today. Just come, Holy Spirit. Do an assessment of our faith. Help us to be honest with you in this moment. Is our faith working? Help us to know the yes and the no to that question. How have the challenges of the past six months refined our faith in Jesus? Do we find ourselves putting more faith in Jesus and less faith in 
whatever the other thing is. Good things, but not Jesus. What do we find ourselves doing less of in order to do more of? What do we find ourselves doing less of in order to do more of? What have we crucified with Christ in these days? Now, I know it's, it's uncomfortable talking about death. It may even seem a bit insensitive talking about death in light of the number of people who've died from COVID. But if our faith is going to be refined, then some of the things that we've mixed with our faith have got to die. They have to die. If my identity is anything other than Jesus, that identity has to be separated and it has to die. Be crucified with Christ. And when there is a crucifixion, we don't talk about this enough. We don't talk about the resurrection of Jesus enough. In some ways, we, we talk about the sacrifices and the death and bearing our cross, but we, we don't remind ourselves that when Jesus died, he was raised. And when Jesus asks us to put things to death, there's going to be a resurrection. So how alive, how alive do we feel day by day as we trust Jesus through a very difficult season. Holy Spirit, are we alive? Are we dead? Holy Spirit, refine our faith. More and more, even more, Refine our faith. Help us to get to that place that we would have a, just a very, very similar expression. The life, the life you see me living is not mine. It's the resurrected Jesus in me. And I live this life by faith. Not faith that COVID's going to end. Not faith that science is going to come up with a vaccine. Not faith in the government going to set everything right. Not faith in a particular po political party. Not faith that money can get me out of this mess. Not, not faith in my job. It's, it's faith and faith alone in the Son of God who loves me who gave himself for me that I might live. Is your faith working today? It will only work as you invite the Holy Spirit to refine that faith. In Jesus' name.
Well, we come to our family.